community and our mission work. We just pray uh, that you will bless the uh, offerings in a very special way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks, Don. Yeah. So, well, welcome everyone. This is a uh, family worship. Got potluck going on right after church today, so I'll try to do this as quick as I can because that's what you care about most today. It's going there to the potluck, right? And uh, man, I look, took a look down there, and there's some good stuff and um, uh, all that protein stuff. You guys eat all that you want. Just uh, you know, leave a little room at the dessert table. That's all I'm asking. Okay. All right, here we go. I need some help from the kids today. I need some help from the kids today. And I'm going to show you a picture, and I want you guys to tell me what game this is. Okay, picture number one. What game is this? Baseball. Baseball, okay. I want somebody in here, tell me a rule to baseball. Baseball, tell me a rule. Three strikes and you're out. Three strikes and you're out. Any other rule? What's the rule? Catch it and they're out. Catch it and you're out. Catch it and you're out, right? Hit the ball, catch it and you're out. All right, here's another picture. Another picture. What game is this? Basketball. Basketball. You guys are on top of it. I need to hear a rule. A rule. No tackling. No tackling. No tackling. That's, a, that's absolutely right. No kicking the ball. That's a rule. That's a rule. No double dribbling. That's a rule. That's a rule. You guys got it. Okay, next picture. What is this? Volleyball. Volleyball. Do you know any of the rules? Anybody in here know it? What? No kicking it. No holding the ball. The same person can't hit it twice. Boom. You guys got it down. All right. One more picture here. One more picture. Football. 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 Okay. Um, does anybody in here know a rule? Yes. <laughs> Don't like the bears. That's a rule. Okay. All right. There you go. There's a. <laughs> What's a rule? No face masking, no face masking. All right, sometimes that's brutal to watch, right? Rule. You can't pull on the back of their shoulder pads. What do they call that? A horse collar tackle, none of that. Any other rules? Any other rules? Rules? No, who? No holding, no holding. That's right. Sometimes it looks like they hold, man. They get right up in there and they push on them. So, all right, you guys know the rules. Here's what. I, here's the first point that I want to make today. Who taught you the rules? Who taught you the rules? Who taught you the rules of the game? Now, you think about that. The coach, your mom, okay, and friends, friends. Any of your friends teach you any of the rules? Any of your friends teach you any of the rules? You ever watch, you ever watch TV? Anybody ever watch any of those things on TV and you get some of the rules from TV? All right. Any of you, how many of you have ever been on a team and been coached in one of those things? I didn't have any soccer up there. My kids play a lot of soccer. And uh, anybody, uh, peewee baseball or t-ball, and you had a coach. Somebody was teaching you the rules. Somebody was teaching you the rules. Okay, here's another picture. Tell me, what is this game? What's this game? Cricket. Cricket. All right. Tell me a rule. Tell me the rules. All right, show the video, show the video. They have no idea how to play cricket. We're going to watch a video. We're going to teach you how to play cricket right now. How to play cricket. If you think that regular classic baseball is getting a little stale, spice up your sports life with a little English bread cricket. You will need 24 people, a cricket field, a cricket ball, a cricket bat, two wickets, six stumps, four bales, and gloves. Optional, protective gear. Step one, 
Gather 22 players and two umpires on a 350-foot-long oval-shaped field with a 66-foot-long playing area, or pitch, in the middle, and divide the players into two teams. Step 2. Get the cricket ball, a cricket bat, wickets, stumps, and bales. Set the wickets up on either end of the pitch. Wickets comprise three vertical stumps and two horizontal bales. Step 3. Set up play by sending the fielding team onto the pitch to try to catch the ball and prevent runs from being scored. Choose one player on the fielding team to be the bowler. The bowler will take the ball and stand behind the wicket opposite the batter. Elect a wicket keeper to squat behind the wicket behind the batter. The bowler and wicket keeper should wear protective gear to avoid injury. Step 4. Send two players of the batting team to bat, a striker and a non-striker. The bowler runs and pitches the ball to the striker, who attempts to hit the ball. The non-striker will stand behind and wait to run. If the ball is hit, the two men run to the opposite end of the pitch. Step 5. Know the ways of getting out. The batter is out if a fielder catches the ball before it bounces, if the bowler hits a stump and knocks off a bale, if a fielder knocks a bale from a stump when the batters are going for a run, if the wicketkeeper knocks a bale from a stump before the batter returns after hitting the ball, or if the ball hits the batter but the umpire thinks the ball would have hit the wicket had the batter not been in the way. Step 6. Score runs by hitting the ball if you're a batter. After a batter hits the ball, both batters run to the opposite end of the pitch. Batters can repeatedly score runs by running back and forth to the wickets until the opposing team gets them out. If a batter hits the ball past the far boundary of the field, their team is automatically awarded six runs. If the ball hits the ground before it passes the boundary, the team receives four runs. Step 7. Win by scoring the most runs. An inning is complete when everyone on the batting team has batted. After each team plays one inning, the team with the most runs is the winner. If that happens to be your team, don't gloat. Cricket is a difficult but exciting sport. Cut the losing team a break. Did you know? Although the origin of cricket is unknown, it is believed to have originated as early as the 13th century and was played by country boys who bowled at a tree stump. No. Um, so uh, anybody fuzzy about that at all? Anybody... All right, so tell me a rule of cricket. Uh, you guys are really fuzzy on that. Okay, you have no idea. I don't either. I've watched that video more times than you have, and I still have no idea how to play cricket. Just want you to know that. But uh, I know that if I keep watching that thing, I'm going to learn how to play that. Uh, Keegan, are you awake, brother? Would you mind helping me? You ever play a video game before? So... I got this game here, and um, uh-oh, controller disconnected. Uh, which one of those buttons, Seth? The middle one. All right, Keegan, have a seat right here, man. All right, here we go. Start. Okay, here's left and right right here. Okay, and here's your gas, and then you break as X. Okay, go. All right, now see those red, oh, brother, oh, oh, Keegan, Keegan, Keegan. You see there were the bright, okay, there were bright, keep going, there were bright, see those arrows on there, those green arrows? 
They're telling you which way to go, and they're telling you where, what lane to stay in. And then you're going to come across, and you're going to see some red X's, or red, red uh, triangles. They're not really triangles. They're arrows, I guess, right? So when you see the red arrows, those are going to tell you to hit the brakes. They're going to tell you, oh, hit the brakes. Brakes, you're going to want to say, there you go. Okay, now stay over there in that, follow the line. No, you can't go off. You're going off the course. Oh, Keegan. Okay, see the green arrows are going to show you where to go. The red ones are going to tell you to slow down, turn, turn, turn. Oh, Keegan. All right, man. All right, let me have that thing. Yeah, we're just going to. Thanks, man. Big help there. Big help there. All right, here's the point. Here's the point. Um, there were uh, there were boundaries, right? Uh, there were there were boundaries that were there. You want to stay on the track. You want to stay on the track. And there was indicators. There were indicators there. Green arrows saying, "Yep, stay here." And then there was red arrows. They were like, "Slow down, slow down," right? And and here's the thing. Every single game we play has boundaries. Basketball has boundaries. Volleyball has boundaries. Football has boundaries. Uh, baseball has boundaries. Soccer has boundaries. Even bowling. Bowling has boundaries, right? If, if you don't keep the ball going down the thing, it goes into the what? Gutter. Gutter ball. Every, these games have boundaries. Games have boundaries. So everybody say this. Say, what are the rules? Everybody say, what are the rules? And then say, somebody taught me the rules. Okay, and then say, games have boundaries. Games have boundaries. Okay, I hope that you have a pencil, and I hope that you have your bulletin. I hope that you have a pencil, and I hope that you have your bulletin. I'm going to ask Junior back there, turn on all the house lights there for me, and uh, we're going to say in your market set, go. And then I want you to, in your bulletin is a maze. There is a maze there. You see the maze? The maze? This sermon, if for no other reason, this sermon is amazing. Okay, and so uh, there's a maze there in your bulletin, and so you got your pencil. I'm going to say in your market set, go, and then raise your hand. Now, don't go yet. Don't go. Don't go until we say go. I'm going to say in your market set, go. Then raise your hand as soon as you find you start at the start and you go to the finish. On your market set, go. Raise your hand as soon as you're at the finish mark. Done. Done back there. Done here. Done back there. All right. Some of you guys, you see the way this works for some of you is you start where it says start and you put your pencil through the little lines and you go all the way out to the other end there in case some of you didn't. And some of you guys are not done yet. Wow, some of you kids. How many of you guys, you kids, how many of you did it before church started? Yeah, okay, that's it. There you go. All right, that's why. So you broke the rules. You didn't start when it said start. Okay. All right, pencils down, hands down, heads up. Here we go. You can hit those lights again. All right, here's the thing. On this maze, on this maze, there are dead ends. There are dead ends. How many of you guys ended up in a dead end? Anybody end up in a dead end? Some of you ended up in a dead end. How many of you looked ahead far enough to avoid the dead ends? You looked ahead far enough to avoid the dead ends. Good job. All right, everybody, pay attention. Here we go. This is what I want you to know. Kids in the room, kids, if you normally go down to youth church, sit still, but here's what you get to do from now on. You get to do this. Hmm. And you get to listen because I want you guys to know that I have already given your parents everything they need to know to be great parents. They've already heard it. They already know it. 
And so from this point on, I want to talk to the parents about how to be great parents. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for uh, the opportunity to be here as a church. Thank you that uh, there are so many families that are here, so many young people that can be engaged in this process. Father, we ask that you would again help us to learn what you want us to know. Uh, Help us to put that in our mind right at the forefront so we will do what you want us to do. We ask it in Jesus' name and amen. All right, if you have your pencil and you still have your bulletin in your hand, write this down. Point number one. Parents, parents, this is what I want to go over today. We want you to teach the rules. Uh, We want you to uh, teach your kids to stay in bounds. We want you to show them where the boundaries are. And we want you to keep them out of any dead ends, all right? We want to keep them out of any dead ends. So here's the thing. Parents, moms and dads, you have to teach the rules. Teach the rules. The rules. Every game's got rules, right? Life has rules. God has given us an instruction manual as to how to do life in the Bible, and there are rules for how to go about doing life. God wants us to live by His rules, but we need to be taught the rules. So, parents, um, maybe your kids have picked up a few things about how to uh, play a game from their friends. Maybe your kids have picked up a few things, how to play games by watching TV or maybe from a coach. But parents, your job is to not turn your kids' education uh, over to the television. That's not a great place to learn the rules. It's not your job to turn them over to a coach. It's not your job to just have turn the TV on or just go, hey, listen to your friends and let them teach you how to live. Parents, it is your job to teach them the rules. I want to prove it to you. Book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, verse 22, or chapter 22, verse 6 says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. What's that mean? That means mom and dad, your job, teach your children biblical values so that they will put those things on their heart. There was a guy in the Old Testament, his name was Joshua, and Joshua was thinking about how am I going to live my life? What's the best way? I want my kids to be close to God. I don't want them to be far away from God. And so Joshua said this in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 15. Maybe you've seen it on a plaque, Hobby Lobby or something like that. It says, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's biblical. Joshua said, I want my kids to know the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. Book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 4 says, fathers, dads, hey out there, dads, says, do not exasperate your children. I mean, don't, don't frustrate them. Don't get all up in their business and tell them, because yeah, yeah, huh. dads, were good at that. We do that sometimes. And it, says, it says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and in the instruction of the Lord. Come alongside them. Find teachable moments that you can come alongside them and teach them the boundaries there, uh, there's, and the rules and teach them how to live the way that Jesus wants you to live. That's what we are to do. Teach our kids the rules. That's what we are to do. Teach our kids the rules. Listen, if we don't teach our children, then they will end up living outside of God's boundaries. And we don't want that. Because here's what that looks like, okay? Uh, Teach the boundaries. Write that down, point number two. Teach the boundaries. When we play on God's court, when we play on His field, when we play on His 
pitch, if you will, uh, without guidelines, uh, it looks like it looks like this. Okay, here's a, here's a picture of the field, right? And so, you see this? Uh, here's here's the field. And um, uh, and there are boundaries, right? And you guys, some of you guys are going to watch uh, uh, the Chiefs absolutely uh, be annihilated uh, by the Bengals today. And some of you are so excited because the Chiefs are going to annihilate uh, the Bengals today. And there's not a 49er fan in the house. And uh, if there was, uh, we would all attack them. Ryan Ryan Smith, Laura's, Laura plays piano up here. Her husband's a big 49er fan. It's going to be a sad day for Ryan as the Rams. Do you guys know? Do you guys know that the 49ers have beat the Rams the last six times that they play them. What are the odds that they can do it again? Uh, the Rams are going to pummel. They're gonna pum- but here's the thing. Whether you're watching football or basketball, whatever sport, maybe you're watching golf, um, whatever your sport you're watching today, you know there are boundaries. And here's the thing. Uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to living for God, there are boundaries. There are things that are in bounds with God, and there are things that are out of bounds with God. And so there's on the field and off the field. And you might notice kind of uh, the color. Uh, there are the ways that God wants us to live. And then honestly, there are ways that the devil wants us to live. And that is the line. You are there living for God or you're living for the devil. We might not like to think about that, but that's the way the Bible talks about. That's the reality. And so we want to be on God's playing field, following the rules that he has put in place. And so there's things in bounds and there are things out of bounds. There's the way to live in the field and there's a way to go off the field. And so I want to kind of cover some of that. That's why we do what we do. Uh, that's why we live the way that Jesus wants us to live. Here's some things that can be in bounds or out of bounds. Uh, first one, clean language. Clean language. Should be right there in your bulletin. Clean language. Here's what the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. So, sports is a great place. Uh, sports is a great place. You go out on the field, uh, a lot of uh, emotion, a lot of energy running high. But for a Christian uh, that is going to be playing sports, uh, one of the things that's going to be hard for you to do is control your body and the physical movements to play well. But also while you're doing that, you're controlling your mind and your tongue so that you are not saying things God doesn't want you to say. And so uh, there's words that are outside of the bounds, and there are words that are inside of the bounds, and God wants us to have clean language. Listen, God, teach our kids the rules. God wants us to have godly relationships and friends. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, Do not be misled. Oh, nobody wants to be misled. That's kind of like Keegan. Keegan's out here. He's trying to go the wrong way, ending up crashing through the barriers and all that. No, Keegan. Well, we can practice on that a little bit later, all right? Get that down. And uh, listen, I'm, I'm way worse. That's not my game. Uh, that's the Schmidt, the Schmidt family game. And I, I only played it a little bit here earlier. And, and you did a lot better than I did, brother. And so, hey, but, the, but here's the thing. There's those arrows that are there. And that's what we're doing. We're teaching our kids. We're saying, follow the arrows that point towards God. And when there's times you've got to sit on the gas, you've got to put on the brake. And that's what we're teaching. And so that's what we want to do. It says, godly relationship. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts 
good character. Don't be linked up with people that are going to drag you off and out of bounds, right? That's what we want to do. Parents, we want to teach that. We want to teach kindness and forgiveness to our kids. And so when you're unkind, out of bounds. Kind, inbounds. Not forgiving, out of bounds. Forgiving, inbounds. Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, even your brothers and your sisters, right? Your siblings. Be, uh, it says, and so that's what we got to do. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, God, forgave you. Listen, church attendance is important. Outside of, uh, their church attendance is playing on the field of God. Not being in church is just being off the field. It just is. You're not even engaged in the game. That is a reality. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. That's why you come. This is kind of the court. This is the field of play. We come here and we kind of spur one another on to stay engaged in the game. That's why we come here. Listen, love. We're supposed to love one another. John 13, 34 says, uh, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. When we act in ways, kids, when we act in ways that is unloving, we're outside of the, we're outside of the bounds. We're playing over there in the fire. We don't want to be playing in the fire. We want to stay in the game. We want to engage the game. So there's generosity. Generosity is important. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says, God loves a cheerful giver. You cannot grab a hold of your toys and go, mine, 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 mine. You know, and when hey, your siblings want to enjoy the video game or the, uh, you know, the, the Xbox or they want to enjoy the Netflix or whatever you're streaming there, they want to enjoy that. Sometimes you got to say, uh, because you are my sibling and I care about you as my sibling, uh, you can have the remote control. You know, uh, that's being generous. That's being generous. That's hard. That's hard when you're a kid. That's hard. But that's playing. The, those are the rules. And that's playing inside on the field. You don't want to be out of bounds. Parents, we're teaching our kids that there's rules. We're teaching our kids that there's boundaries. And so we want to have a clean mind, a clean mind. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, listen to this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's where our mind is supposed to be. We have to teach our kids that here's a, here's a hard deal. Here's a hard, hard deal. Uh, parents, uh, I, 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 my kids... Um, uh, they got in. My kids are they're old enough, but they're young enough that they did get in on the cell phone game. Before they were out of high school, they they had cell phones and they had access to the internet and and uh, and that stuff. And and some of you that you know was a long time ago and or whatever. But but here's the thing. Um, I think it's hard, harder to be a parent today because you have to filter so much more stuff. 
You cannot just give your kids the remote and say, you can watch whatever on Netflix or whatever on Hulu or whatever on Sling or, you know, whatever, whatever your Peacock, whatever your streaming network is. You don't get to just run and go wild with that. You can't do that because there is garbage, 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 garbage all the time on the television. And you have to know what your kids are watching. If they have a cell phone, if they have access to the internet, there is garbage, garbage, garbage. Even YouTube, garbage, 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 garbage. And it's hard. It's hard to be the parent because now you have to filter, filter, filter. You got to know what they're doing. You got to be engaged in that. And you have to protect their minds against all of that garbage that's out there. That's a harder job now than it used to be. It used to be, you know, you could trust the, the three main networks and, you know, in the evening or whatever. It's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty TV light. Nowadays, it's garbage, garbage, garbage. And you have to be engaged in that in order that their mind is inside the bounds and on the field and not outside of the bounds. And this takes hard work to do that. It takes hard work. Proverbs chapter 10, uh, verse 4 says, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. We have, you got to work hard. Parents, I just asked you to work hard. And parents, I'm asking you to do this. Give your kids chores. Give your kids chores. They don't have chores. Go home today, sit down with your kids, a piece of paper, and say, let's come up with three things that you should be doing around the house. And you write those three things down, and you put on a magnet on the old refrigerator, unless you got the stainless steel refrigerator, and you're putting on the side of the refrigerator, right? Or you're going to just put a little piece of scotch tape and put that on the cabinet door, and say, these are the things that you're going to do. And they're going to say, well, what do I get for it? And you can say, well, I'll tell you what, let's make a trade. Next month, you pay the house payment, and I'll do those three things on the list. And they'll say, I don't have any money. I'll say, all right, then let's trade back. I'll make the house payment, and you do those three things. We are a family, and we work together. You got things to do as, per, as in, the, in the family, and I got things I can do in the family. There's some things I can do that you can do, and you just sit down, and you have that conversation with them. You teach them to work, and teach them to work hard. That is, that's biblical. That's scriptural. That's the way God wants us to teach our kids. Listen, there are boundaries there's boundaries and there's rules. We don't want them to go off of the boundaries. We want to listen to the rules. Last one. Here we go. Everybody's excited to say last one. Last one. Write this down. Keep them out of dead ends. Keep them out of dead ends. It's just so easy to just go quick. Oh, dead end. Back up. Nope, dead end. Back up. Dead end. Back up. No. If you take some time and you look at the maze of life, Before you start to make your moves, you're going to see the dead ends before you do the dead end. So stay out of the dead end. Avoid the dead end. A dead end, no education is a dead end. Get an education. Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean graduate from college. Get an education while you're in school. Take advantage of every opportunity. Get an education in school. Then maybe go to trade school. Whatever. You get educated there too. But education is important and valuable. And so get an education. It's a dead end and not get an education. Listen, work hard in school. Uh, Drugs are a dead end. Alcohol is a dead end. Uh, Alcohol wrecks so many people's lives. It just does it just does. You know, people get DUIs and all that. And so you avoid that stuff. Avoid, avoid those things that are dead ends. Being lazy, being lazy and too much couch time is a dead end. Avoid dead ends. Parents, parents, kids, aren't you glad I'm talking to your parents today? You guys get out from under all of this stuff. I'm putting this heavy, big weight right on top of the parents. Parents, here's the deal. Parents, here's the deal. 
teach the rules to your kids. Teach your kids that there are biblical boundaries in life and help them avoid dead ends. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord, that means the respect of God, is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. In conclusion, everybody say amen. amen. In conclusion, in conclusion, look at this picture. Look at this picture. Do not, look at that picture. That, <clears throat> this, is a, this is a mountain climber. It's a mountain climber. I don't know how well you can see him there. Can you see a guy up there? Kind of, kind of real light. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 says. Do not give the devil a foothold. Do not give the devil a foothold. Now look at this guy. He's a mountain climber. Now this guy is climbing the mountain. This is a picture of his foot. No joke. You know what that is? That rock, that guy climbing a rock, he's pretty confident right now. You know what he has? A foothold. I've found a place to put my foot so that I might scale this mountain. That, my friends, is a foothold. But the Bible says, do not give the devil a foothold. Because the devil is trying to scale your heart and reach in and pull it apart and corrupt you and get inside of that. But God wants good, strong, faithful parents to teach their kids that there are the rules to life and don't go out of bounds and avoid those dead ends because the devil's always coming after you and he doesn't need much. And so you got to clean it up and you got to fly right and you got to be in church and you got you want to be the person that God wants you to be. Here's the thing. There's a way to do that. God says, everyone is welcome. In the book of Revelation, Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone will just open the door, I will come in. I will come in, God says. And the way you do that is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, having him forgive you of your sins, and then you're right with God. You're right with God. I don't know if you've done that, if you've ever given your life to Jesus Christ, been baptized into him. If that's something that you're not sure if you've done or you know you need to do, I'd like to have that conversation with you. We can talk about that. But listen, if you already know Jesus as your Savior, teach the rules, stay in bounds, and stay out of dead ends. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we get to go down and have a potluck right now. Thank you for that food. We ask that you will bless it to our bodies, that we will have strength to serve you. Father, I ask that you'll help us to keep this conversation going, even while we are fellowshipping there. We ask it in Jesus' name, and amen.